Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Do it a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, sir. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to Around the Way Curls. Your girl's very tired. I can tell. You see me trying to overcompensate? Very, very tired. Uh, Very busy. Christmas Village is opening in Philadelphia at Love Park. This is when the Sable Collective does a six-week pop-up, and we basically build a little store and a cabin. And uh, lots of moving pieces, but I feel really proud of myself. It's November 16th, and I am um, doing this three years. This is the most prepared that I've been in the three years. Staff is going to be fully trained. We got the setup set up. Uh, Products are ordered. And yours, the Sable Collective is by far, by f- I'm biased, but it is by far the best shop at the Christmas really? Village. Like, girl, you see what them people selling, them mittens. Play with me. People don't like the Tibetan mittens. Don't put them down now. They're wool. Girl, bye. The Sable, <laughs> I said what I said. It is the most beautiful shop there. It's beautifully curated it and good. the most unique. Did you go last year? You didn't go. You weren't the year before. I went every year, thank you. You were there last year? I don't think you came last year. That's not true. For real? Please don't don't hurt me, Shanti. Well, this year, hopefully I don't have to work as much so I can hang out with y'all, which I'm really excited about, which is just like, again, I said it the week before, the growing pains be hurting, but they're still growing pains. And they're still growth, rather. Um, And so I feel proud of myself. I see the missing pieces, but I also see the pieces that are, are coming together remember when you said though earlier and you were like i don't know i'm just i'm not worried i'm just disassociated and i was like is it because you're more prepared you were like maybe yeah it's like i think it's because you are killing it a little bit i have to figure out this disassociation thing it's not right word something it's something get to it i sent you something 
I don't know. I don't know. If you didn't that. think that that was it. It either. was that okay. was fine. No, it's it's a it's a flavor of it. But there's something else that I don't. Okay. That I don't know if it's a negative thing. I think I'm tired of pathologizing and being like, oh, you fucked up in this way. What flavor of fucked up do I have going on? But anyway, mm. I digress. In doing a Christmas village, internet. Um, you know, I was, I was working out. I was doing really well with my eating. Like I was on my Dean. I was doing my shit. Mm -hmm, I fell off doing that. Just life shit caused things to shift. And when you work hard, you talked about this before in a past episode, you want to treat yourself. You're like, oh, I just worked all fucking day. I just want to, I just want some enjoyment. So I've been eating Indian food. I've been eating mm. Asian duck. I for whatever reason, I you worked. You love an Asian duck. I love duck, and I worked really hard the day before yesterday. And I was like, "Girl, I'm gonna get me some fucking duck." So Dennis loves duck. I was in a U-Haul truck, <laughs> Shut driving up. to Chinatown, and I was like, "Fuck, I fucked up." Like. Why would I drive this? There's going to be no parking. Why would I do this? But I nothing was going to keep me from the Sankey Duck in <laughs> Reading <laughs> Terminal. <laughs> so I parked in a loading zone mm. on 11th and R Street, child, in front of that oh Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I know exactly Took where my you... ass into Reading Terminal and fucked That's... up. A duck over fried rice with saute bok choy and a spring roll and a root beer. And the pleasure. You, wait, yes, you and stayed a root beer. in there? Mm-hmm. But wait, you stayed in there? You ain't stayed even taking it to there. go? I ain't taking it to go. I had the, the, the crazed <laughs> desire that was in me. Mm. It had to be fulfilled. I ain't give a fuck. And so I <laughs> ate the entire meal. Walk back out, nigga. <laughs> the entire U-Haul was tagged with graffiti. <laughs> with a parking ticket on it. And I was like, this is the Phileas, Phileas Gotham City. If anybody knows 11 and Arch Street, it's a very busy intersection. It was 3.30 in the afternoon. And the somehow... A whole bunch of kids, I don't know who did it, but people just walked past this person vandalizing my U-Haul. And the fact that I came out with a internet, the You're fucking, all the sides of it and the top of it, the, the hood of it, the front hood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm irritated because you knew. That's why I'm like, you sat in there and ate it. But you no, knew you were getting a ticket. There, I didn't care about the you ticket. You lucky the U-Haul was still there. Philly is Gotham City, and I'm convinced there was no reason why I had to be tagged. A ticket, yes. I was like, fuck it, this is $75 lunch. Nothing was going to keep me from that duck. It was, it was a primal, just irrational desire. Why they had a tag? Since when do you park your car in the center of city near the convention center in a bustling neighborhood 
And niggas tag it. It was like, what's the movie where you come out and your tires missing? It was probably tagged by the PPA. (laughs) It was probably them that fucking tagged it. That part. If y'all don't know, the Philadelphia Parking Authority is the worst, most efficient fucking. That's the only thing thing efficient in Philly is you going to get a parking ticket. You can be there for one minute and they you got a ticket. They had a whole show. Do you remember that? Yeah. Parking wars? That was in Philly. I did. Another thing happened today. Oh, God. As she does I was, her nails. <laughs> what are you doing, yo? For this cabin, you have to have padlocks. So I had padlocks from last year, right? So I'm moving. I've had two cups of coffee. And I'm moving fast. I had to go to my mom's, drive to my mom's house, pick up an electric stapler. I got multiple bags. I'm dropping off shit at the UPS. I drive back to the goddamn cabin with all my shit. I'm feeling good. I'm blasting. Watch the throne. <laughs> I, I get back to the cabin to open this thing up to start setting it up. And the keys... I have a keychain that's holding, I can't forget, it's not a cantilever because that's an architectural design. I I don't know what the word is, but it's a key hook. You put the, you put all your keys on this main hook that you put on your pants, but I didn't have jeans on today. I had my main keys, about 50 keys, and then I had the padlock keys on it. The goddamn (laughs) keys to the padlocks fell off of that. So I'm like, I told you that thing is messed up. Remember when I lost your keys? No, that was an old one. That was an old one. But yes, it is a it. You, you have need to one put, that locks. No, you got to put ha- the clump one that all together. Down and nev- locks though. You never have separate clusters. It's just one cluster. If that joint falls, you feel it. But if you have little, anyway, child, drove <laughs> back to this, retraced all my steps, called an emergency padlock guy. Got into the cabin, cleared it up, looked down in the bag, and there were those keys. And I say all this to say. (laughs) You're so annoying. I say all this to say. In in getting this pop-up set up, there have been multiple, 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 multiple. There have been multiple challenges, unforeseen obstacles, disheartening situations, things that I could have easily avoided things completely out of my control. And I just, I have to sit and I'm like, yo, humankind, it's a miracle where we are. Because just in my <laughs> setup of a pop-up, I've had multiple <laughs> obstacles and crazy setbacks. Niggas have built cathedrals, <laughs> pyramids. <laughs> They've gone to the moon. You have to imagine the amount of my the minutiae, the the unforeseen setbacks. That's why humans are fantastic. We're miracles. <laughs> the resilience, the sheer will to create and to keep going is otherworldly. Cause shit be going wrong. Shit be fucking up all the time it's unavoidable it just is avoidable no even some of it is i i hear what you're saying but also there's some things you just don't it just 
just in us trying to get the merch together, there's just shit that's like, it's slow. You go, you go, you do it, you set back, you, it's just niggas quit. People say they're one way, they do something, people steal. It's just, it's just a miracle. It's a miracle. (laughs) How, how people built pyramids with thousands of people that have endured. (laughs) But have also faced these crazy little tiny, the fucking hammer breaks. Niggas are sick. There's famine. There's, it rains. It's just, it blows my mind. And it, it keeps me going because I'm like, this is it. This is human You better existence. endure and persevere, queen. Shit just be happening. It just be like, wow. But I, I don't subscribe to only, yeah, shit do just be happening, but also people be fucking up. I love you so much, but this is part of which when you were like, Renee, don't get caught up in my shenanigans. All right. This is some okay. of the Shanti shenanigans. All right. It's okay. All right. <laughs> Look, you mad. It is, because that's not what I'm saying. All right. I fucked up in some cases. No, it's not Some of fuck- it is just, even with that, just wait. But the point is that you're still going. You you're just, still going. It's just a miracle. It just really is. It's, it's this is the project manager. Fantastic. Where I'm like, immediately i'm identifying this i'm telling you this is how this is what's amazing to me is the difference in people of how they see it and i'm i'm admiring you to be like wow this that brought you to we're fantastic we're miracles we built pyramids the humankind is uh, is remarkable right I hear that and I'm like, these are all of the little ways that if we don't plan things out and we don't pay attention to detail, but so we're just two we're completely very different, different minds. Yeah, we're different. just so I heard that and I just got nervous the whole time, like, oh, and just wanted to problem solve the entire thing. Like, oh no, you need this thing. My sister bought it for me. It screws down and it locks. I'm gonna buy you one. I do need one of lock. those things. I'm gonna get you one, but I would it, it would get on my nerves locks. because I just gotta put them on. Screw it. Kinda, it doesn't actually work because I I use that shit on my pants. It, it no, it screws on your pants. I've had. I'm gonna buy you one. I don't like it's, the screwing it, part. I know exactly what you're talking about. It it just would get on my nerves. I know exactly what you're talking about. I just I'm gotta kidding. keep the cluster. Right. It has to be one cluster. You can't have two. You have you have to have, and I should have slowed down. All I had to do was slow down, and look. But I got overwhelmed. I had a ticking time. It was a lot of, it was a lot of things. The electricity they didn't have on, so I just had the sunlight. I had Joe coming at four. It was just, it was a lot. But you got it though. We it's uh, it it happened. It All happened. Right. We did it. Well, my updates are that I have an, another Balesa giveaway. So go check that out. Free vibrators, heavily discounted vibrators. I've bought three as gifts. You are one of the people that are hey. being gifted a vibrator. My favorite. Hey. So you're welcome. But make sure y'all check that out. By the time this comes out, yeah. By the time this comes out on Monday, I think you'll probably, I don't know. Hopefully they extend it. They extended it last time. I'm going I'm to reach out to them. But you should be able to just go to the link in my bio on Instagram and then get your free stuff. So I just made one. They're giving sure out a whole free out. one? Yeah, you sign up and then they you you either get a free one or you get like 75% off. Oh, I hit the mic. Literally 75. I got 75% off. 
And I signed up from a different email so I could buy our thing. Wow. <laughs> keywords and a couple other ones. I know. And these vibrators are like $200. So I'm like, what yeah, I'll take that. marketing campaign. I know. Also, y'all, I'm late, late to the party. But Spotify, I said last week they doing videos. Apparently I'm late to that. But now they have audiobooks. They have full audiobooks on Spotify if you have a Spotify premium account. This is not a fucking ad. Bro, I am listening to books. And I'm that. being selective. I listen to memoirs better than like, I can't listen to self-help. I can't do it. Mm. I listen to all of Britney. <laughs> you finished it? I finished it, child. I fin- Listen, I am conflicted. I am happy for Britney, but I also hear some stuff in Britney's book where I'm like, she needs somebody watching her. No, I don't think she needs to be in a conservatorship. But I just. First of all, that conservatorship was horrible. And her parents were absolutely just stealing her money. And her father sounds like a horrendous human. But there are some things where I'm like, I don't know if you're looking at this from all sides, Brittany. But Michelle Williams does such a good job. And somebody corrected us. And said Michelle Williams is not an Oscar winner. And I was shocked. She should have won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> she should have won an Oscar for Blue Valentine. That's what she should have won for now. I love but that movie. I just watched that again. She was so excellent. She she read that book so well. But there was something in Britney, even in her writing, that feels so childlike. Even in the way. And it doesn't feel like but she's getting to the heart of the matter. But it's just like in her cadence, it sounds like the cadence of like a child. And I just wanted to hold her and hug her. And and it bothered me so much listening to it because I just realized there's, and we've talked about this, there's a whole gener- host of people who have no idea that Britney was that girl. Like mm-hmm. they have no idea. Mm-hmm. They're like, that was, she was that fucking girl. It's it's just wild to me. And the the Justin Timberlake stuff in it was very interesting. That wasn't the majority of the book, but she's Brittany. She suffered. revealed him, huh? She suffered. And he mm, He was young, but you know, here we are. Hopefully he does better. I also listened to Fat, Crazy, and Tired. That's probably the only book that I've ever read that has Put to words what it feels like to not be at home in your body. What? And so if any. Huh? What's that? Who's wrote that? Van wrote that. But it's it's. Again, it's super. It's like a personal kind of memoir account. But it's just like. It stopped me in my tracks listening to some of the, the ways in which he so skillfully explains how being overweight or not feeling good in your body when it comes to weight, how it impacts every single part of your life. Mm. And it's a, it's this prison that you can't get out of. And like people will tell you, you got to love yourself regardless of how you are. And he's just like, well, what if I don't, mm. what if I can't, what does that mean? Where does that leave me? Um, is really good. So I highly recommend it. I'm I'm moving on to what's my new book. They don't have everything on there, but I if y'all have Spotify Premium, y'all gotta check this out. Um, 
I am going, I'm listening to Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. I have no idea who mm, told me to listen to yes. that. Yes. Come on. I don't know if I'm going to be able sciences. to. I don't know if that one's going to work. That might be one that I have to read. But if that doesn't work, then I'm moving on to Will Smith's book because the memoirs seem to do the thing for me. Also, I cannot believe that the holidays are around the corner. I literally was on the phone with Mandy and was like, oh, are you here this weekend? She was like, bitch, my show is this weekend. I said, girl, it's already the 18th. Like, my mom's birthday is next week. Your birthday is coming up. My goddaughter's birthday is coming up. I'm just, Christmas. I don't know what to do with myself. But I am happy that you and I have a date scheduled. I hope that you don't bail on me you're definitely coming right Mm -hmm. because this is right before your birthday so this is a pre-birthday thing Mm. and i'm planning accordingly yes you feel (laughs) non-committal in the 14th right yes yeah all right i'm in that bitch so i want to invite around the way curls listeners to this as well oh it's a birthday party oh my god all y'all pull up yeah like pull up and then maybe we'll like (laughs) go to a bar afterwards and cry a little bit i don't know oh but I saw this Adrian. I saw anything Adrian Marie Brown does. I'm hype about, but she's in a show and it's called in love and struggle volume three. Okay. And apparently it's like, three? it's the future is around us. And so this is in New York, December 14th through the 16th. Um, it's in its third year, this in love and struggle. And it, this is I'm reading this. It unites visionary black women and non-binary individuals for a memorable evening of storytelling music comedy and monologues so my understanding is similar to the vagina monologues but like our version of it and this year's theme this is what made me think of you um draws on inspiration from science fiction writer octavia butler who you love featuring a diverse and creative cast including the one and only miss adrian marie brown Cree summer i don't know how to say this sister's name zainab Zainab Johnson, Mahogany L. Brown, Treasure Brooks, and Amanda Seals. <laughs> and more to be announced. So it's like this eclectic celebration of like love and resilience and creativity. I was like, that's just the woo-woo type shit for me and you to do, boo. Boop, boop. So I'm we're excited. going. Okay. I'm going to wear something knit. Oh. I'm going to wear something <laughs> that- <laughs> <laughs> To call in the hotel? Yeah. You're annoyed. In uh, long skirts. It's going to anyway. be lit. I'm excited for it. I'm a, I, I kid, but no, I kid, but. Okay. Yes, it's going to be good. So around the way, curls, listeners, come. Come. What is support this? this. And who is that? <laughs> okay. What is that? Don't, okay. <laughs> Y'all can't see this, but Shanti, I added a picture on here, and I'm just going to open it up for you. Who that? So you can see it. Do you see this man? This picture. Do you see this picture? Scroll down. Do you yeah. see him? Yeah. Do you know who look he is? That. It looks like somebody I know. Okay. <laughs> so now I want you to do me a favor. You see this link here that I blocked out because I didn't want you to click it mm-hmm. before we started. Okay. I want you to click that link. Click that link for me, sis. The link's inactive, so that was making it difficult. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Who's that? Page Chestnut official. Who that? Who is that? What 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 is that a picture of, Shati? Morris Chestnut. 
That's his son. Who is, who is that? that? It says Paige. That's his daughter. Who that's is that? Morris Chestnut's son. For real? The Negro you keep saying is Morris who Chestnut. Who is that? It's not his son. Well, then who is that? And Grant it may Chestnut? Be so, is it just is Grant? His son. Is his name it's, just Grant Chestnut? He, but he not Morris Chestnut's son? I don't even believe that his name is Grant Chestnut. Apparently that yes, has been is. debunked. No, this kid's name is Grant Chestnut. So go back to the link that I sent you because somebody somebody called and was like, I need Shanti to know because she said this multiple times that 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 man that she's all hype about is Who not more Chestnut's son. Who okay, so he? go to the link that I sent you. So do you see the, the comment from Tarot with Lala? And she added him, be own, this is not his son, babe. And then somebody else said, call me Sid21, so you're not his son? And he won't respond. He is not Morris Chestnut's Why he, son. Well, he, he lying to the community because he find his like name Morris is Chestnut. Sid. His name is What's Sid. His last name? His... Let me find out where his, all I want is his Instagram. I don't care who his legacy is. Here's his What's... Instagram. That's, that's, he famous and important to me. <laughs> Send it to me. I said I just put it on the lit on the, That's my on the outline. But y'all, I want everybody to do yourselves a favor and just Google Morris Chestnut's <laughs> real son. That's and a you shame. will understand. And you mean and, no? God bless shady? him, but it's just not the same <laughs> as the other dude. And it was hilarious to me. Where did you? She was on here. I, I didn't know. Outline. How would I, I know, know you didn't know, but you was ten toes down in because it. Because if you if you Google Morris Chestnut's son, it ain't that nigga that come up. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's so sad that we as a people have erased his real son and plugged in some Sid. influencer boy because oh we think God. they look alike. Sid is y'all don't know that I don't we fucking bugging like for <laughs> men like this, but Sid. Call me Sid 21? <laughs> Whoa. He's a model, actor, and influencer. Girl. He corny, but he not. <laughs> okay. Oh, see, he was with, he was hanging out with uh, Lori. Lori and them. Mm -hmm. mm. Tricky. Lori probably hit that. <laughs> she probably did. Sorry, girl. Anyway, please rate, review... Subscribe and share around the way curls. We are in the holiday season. Please feel free to be in a giving mood and give us a rate. Give us a review. He give us a subscription. Shanti. <laughs> if you're not on Patreon, you don't know why she's cutting up. All right. Speaking of Patreon, you can feel free to watch us there. I am giving a little bit of low cutness here, but you can't see it because the oh, mic is blocking. Oh, sex sells. Come on. And then Shanti has on this lovely shirt that I actually wanted, but it didn't look good on me. But it's one of my favorite shirts on her. And her hair is in a pretty bun and her makeup looks really nice. And she looks like she may have found her brown lip, but I can't quite tell because her <laughs> screen is a little fuzzy. But... You can watch us on Patreon for as little as five dollars, seven dollars. There's yeah. someone doing eight fifty. I don't know how oh, you did it, but you that's generous. cool. Ten dollars, one thousand dollars, whatever your little heart desires. But shout out to the new patrons, Miss Tierra, Nancy, Sierra, mm. Tonya, Salita, 
Ebony. Wild Haze is back like she never left. What? Dini. Danny. Dini. Sadia. You need to do this. And Amber. We love y'all. Oh, I've hit the mic. We love y'all. We see y'all. We appreciate y'all. Shout out to y'all. Okay. Okay. Look at Maybe Chester's please take son. a break. <laughs> <laughs> take that off the outline. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> He looked like that the first is- boy you kissed. <laughs> <laughs> Sing to us. Sing. Come on. After these messages, we'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Edu slash podcast. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hot shit. Shout out to Elaine Brown, who was the first woman chair of the Black Panther Party in Oakland. Mm. Sister is 80 years old, and she is Mm. now leading an $80 million affordable housing project in Oakland. Incredible. The name of the housing project will be called Black Panther Sankofa. Brown wants to help the area's economic vitality by opening spaces for new black businesses. So on the ground floor of this housing project, there will be restaurants, a fitness and tech center, a grocery store to help end the current food desert. And all of the businesses will be co-op run, which is very significant very alternative way very um equality based way of running a business elaine says i don't have the direct quote but elaine says she's still she's still about it but she's now even more ruthless than she was when she was a black panther and she thinks Mm. that a lot of the, the growth that she wants to see for black people is financial, which I found to be very interesting, um, given that so much of the Black Panther ideology is rooted in um, communism and, and, you know, the eradication of capitalism as a structure, as an economic structure. So I listen, I commend her 
I love that for her. Shout out to being 80 years old and being a, a brick house, powerhouse, creating possibilities. Don't stop getting, get it. I really admire this. And uh, go ahead, Elaine. Shout out Proud to Miss Brown. Mm-hmm. Also, do you know who Janae Bridges is? I do not. Okay, so this is the geek in me. So allow me to geek out a little bit or whatever. So Janae Bridges is, she's 36. And she's already a two-time Grammy Award winning American mezzo-soprano. She's a black girl. What's his and name? she is, okay, so she's an opera singer. And in that world, there aren't many black girls. And there aren't very many mezzo-soprano black girls leading black women mm-hmm. in that field. Okay. And she is a premier opera singer. All okay. Right, Janae, come on. She has been the winner of the Marian Anderson Award and has performed for the Metropolitan Opera, the Washington National Opera, San Francisco Opera. Like these are all huge opera houses. Um, and BET, <laughs> Black Entertainment Television, has described her as the Beyonce of opera. And she, she pretty much is. Like she's that girl. So I'm hype because I know somebody who knows somebody and they know that I used to. Now, I, was, I didn't have the voice for this, but back in the day, me, Amanda, Jasmine, shout out to Kappa, was all coming through Kappa and we were all singing classical music in high school. And so classical music for me was a place where you you found your roots. If you're a dancer, you find your roots in ballet at the bar. Classical music is like, you are going to set yourself up to have proper technique to learn about, you know, the history of the music and to also just be able to hopefully read music. And if you could do that, then you can pretty much, it translates over the skill set. So I'm super proud of this woman. And in November, she is going to be joining the New York Philharmonic, which is fucking huge. Mm-hmm. And she is singing. Um, she's she's singing A Mother's Grief in Stabat Mater. And I was confused because Stabat Mater is something that me, Jasmine, and Amanda sang in high school. And it's we sang the Francis Poulenc version, and it's absolutely beautiful. This is different. This piece is actually written by another black woman composer, mm. Julia Perry. So I'm hype about this. I would really like to go. I'm trying to figure out how I can get back up here to go because it is very close to the holiday and I'll probably be home. Um, but regarding her performance of Stop Up Mater, uh, Janae said, I am a champion specifically of black women composers and being the vessel to promote music that is so rarely performed. Come and on. I love that. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Miss, the Marbles came out, Mrs. Marble or whatever. This is an aside, but stay, stick with me. It came out, and that's a you know obviously a part of the Marvel uh, franchise, and it fucking tanked. It tanked, and part of it I think is because they can't promote it, whatever. But it's a Marvel film, so like it should do better than what it did. The saddest part about it is that there are it's a female led cast. There are two black leads in the movie and it was directed by a black woman. So I say all that, that it's disheartening to see that it failed in this way 
in the opening weekend because this is the type of shit that we have to fucking support. You know, we sit here, we scream about diversity and representation in all of these fields like movies, opera, whatever. And then like we see the diversity and we don't go to support Mm. it. So what I'm saying is Janae needs to be supported, whether you fucking like opera or not. I would love to go. I would just love that's just so out of my experience is so out of I my, think that you would really I, like it. I would it. love it. I would ball probably. And it's with the New York Philharmonic. So it's like, when is this? It's, in, it's incredible. 22nd. So it's November 22nd through the 25th. Like maybe, I know. It's hard because we home. I know. But. It's this week. But, I'm confused. When is this coming out? This week. It's this week. When this comes out, we're recording this on the 16th. So, yeah, by the time this comes out on Wednesday or Thursday, it's going to be. Oh, y'all better grab look, tickets and get that ASAP rock. Or Monday. This comes out Monday. Yeah. So I do want to play a quick thing because I, I think it's important and it's important for us. The more and more I see stuff like this, I want us to talk about it because. We just got to we got to support this because I, I just feel like. Having diversity, equity, inclusion is one thing, but like that's the test when they, when they actually give us the shot and then it doesn't make the money back. That's when they're going to be like, yeah, it wasn't worth it. You guys are asking for this shit, but you're not our audience, you know? But the the white people that like, or I'm I'm assuming, forgive me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. But I feel like white folks will go support that, right? White folks will go support it because she's incredible, but I want her to feel supported also by her community. And also, could you imagine the the way that we came out for Black Panther, that kind of support. Renaissance, child. Child. But anyway, I want to play this because I want us to hear from her. Right to our, the first question we usually ask our guests is to place themselves in black America, the influences. And how do you, how do you do that, Shanae? Mm. Well, like Damien said, I mean, we are standing on the shoulders of, of our beautiful, strong ancestors. And for me, I, I ask myself often, why me? What, what am I here to do? And I've realized that, that my calling is to use my gift, first of all, but in that, to to draw people to this art form that has um, historically been uh, kind of taken away from us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel I, in, in my blackness, I am just like everybody else. We can do all things and everything, and, and I am living proof of that. Girl, love her. So listen, shout out to She's only 36. She a baby. And she, you got, I should play her voice, but y'all got to look her up. Listen, shout out to the homie who hooked this up for us and hooked this up for y'all. But there is a promo code. If you do want tickets, if you can support, it's a great thing to bring your family to bring a young person to date night. So if you go and we'll link the, we'll put the link in the bio, but, um, it's culture LP and you will get 30% off. your Yes. Tickets. Culture LP, and you get 30% off your tickets. Again, November 22nd through the 25th. Let's support this sister who's doing her thug thizzle. So shout out to her. Okay. Moving right along to... Politics is usually well, what time is it? It's 39 minutes in. 
Should I play these voicemails, Shani? There were a couple. I'm going to play one of them. We got a whole bunch of voicemails based off of our conversation that we had around the lesser of two evils, which I figured that we would. Um, I was proud of that episode. I'm sure it was not an episode where there were a lot of answers, but hopefully I think there were a lot of questions and, and it was, it wasn't an episode where you and I disagreed or agreed. We were just in conversation and exploring. And, um, I think it incited a lot of emotions and feelings and uprooted a lot of frustration or gave gave language to a lot of the frustration that folks are feeling right now and fear and anger and resentment. And so I get it. But I do want to play um, one of the voicemails just for sake of time from one of our listeners. Hello, Santi and Antoinette. How are you all doing? So I'm listening to um, uh, the Lesser of Two Evils episode. You all are talking about politics, which I love. As a political scientist and a public administrator, I have so many thoughts. I constantly go back and forth with you all, really truly on my own, because y'all can't hear me. But that's the point. So I'm calling because of this conversation that you are having now about is it our responsibility to inform ourselves as voters? As I just said, I'm a political scientist and a public administrator, so I am absolutely calling. I'm driving, y'all. So if y'all hear any background noise, I'm sorry. I am calling from a place. I am calling from a place of privilege. So I think it's absolutely our job to be informed voters, to be to inform ourselves, because we can't demand change or say that we're going in knowledgeable without actually being knowledgeable, right? Um, Taking the time to like inform yourself of who your uh, candidates are, what their stance are, important issues to you, how you can actually hold their feet to the fire via beyond voting, like reaching out to them, calling their office, showing up, town halls, all the different types of stuff that happens with politicians in the political realm. And you only get that information if you search it because they're not going to actually get it to you. They want us to be ignorant voters because, you know, when we don't have the knowledge needed, we aren't going to be able to truly demand what we want. I hope this makes sense. Um, but, yeah, so I think it's our duty to inform ourselves. And we can do it simply by taking that time that you stroll on Instagram, that you stroll on TikTok, and simply doing some Google searches. We Google everything else. Why not Google the people that are going to be put into power? Anyways, if you have pushed back, I'm absolutely fine with it. Give it to me. As I said from the beginning, I'm coming from a place of privilege because I am a political scientist and a public administrator, so I know more than most Americans do about politics. But I would just... um I just thought that it would be a great conversation to have with you all, especially with what you're talking about today. So I look forward to hearing from you. Do you have any thoughts on that? No, it's a solid argument. Who going to argue with there that? There was another, yeah, I agree. There was another person who called and they were um, talking about how we need to be more radical in our thinking um, and think outside the box. And I think that's what we're saying that we want to do. And we know that needs to be done, but that I think right now we feel like, well, we haven't we haven't gotten radical yet and we haven't dismantled this shit. So what do we do? So I don't want to belabor the point, especially given the time. But thank you for calling. 
Um, yeah. And with that said, let's get into the motherfucking Supreme Court. Supreme Court adopts an ethics code, y'all, after reports of undisclosed gifts and travel. <laughs> so the Supreme Court issues this, uh, this was on Monday, what was that, like the 12th or something, after a series of revelations about undisclosed property details, gifts, and this intensified the public's pressure on the justices to like have some sort of checks and balances for them. So in a statement, the justices said that they've established they've established the code of conduct to quote, set out succinctly and gather in one place the ethics rules and principles that guide the conduct of the members of the court. But left very unclear is how in the hell the rules will actually be enforced. So uh, basically these rules, like they quote, listen, it's for the most part, these rules are print and principles are not new. That's what the court said. Um, adding that the absence of a code, however, has led in recent years to the misunderstanding, which is a very interesting word, the misunderstanding that the justices of this court, unlike other jurists in the country, regard themselves as unrestricted by any ethics rules. The misunderstanding. So we're misunderstanding that the justices feel this way, that they're unrestricted and they they don't have rules. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. <sighs> so Amanda Frost, who is a law professor at the University of Virginia, she said this is a small but significant step in the right direction. But she did say she was troubled by the court's failure to acknowledge the past transgressions and the lack of a mechanism to enforce the new restrictions. Daniel Epps, a law professor at the Washington University in St. Louis, said that the new code reflected, if nothing else, a recognition that the court had to act. It's a good thing that they did this, he said. It's good that they feel some obligation to respond to the public criticism and act like they care. So I asked you, is it a good thing that they act like they care, or should they actually care? Is this is not rhetorical. Yeah. I'm, it's just. Goofy. Child. This is goofy. They're brilliant writers though. I will say that. They basically took the code of conduct for all of the lower courts and said, here's our code of conduct. The fuck? That's really what they did. And here's our code of conduct. We have no, no, no one can, can tell you how we're actually going to enforce this code we don't have any repercussions if this code is not followed. Sounds about right. But yeah. here's the code, guys. And it's everybody here, though. Don't, say, don't act care. like I ain't never told you now. Listen, this is one of those things. Get on the phone. Call your, call your representatives. Call your senators. Make this an issue for you. Make this something that's like, these people, believe it or not, often will say, I don't know how I'm going to go home to my constituents about this. I would love to talk about George Santos and the fact that George, George Santos, I'm going to actually get into it real fast. George Santos. Do you remember George Santos? Hmm. No, it's okay if you don't. This nutcase. This He's is the, the one bull. that was lying all the time? Yes. Yes. He's the scammer. This in Congress right that now. Was get- He's queer? We, yeah, he is, but he, that's not, that doesn't matter. He just a scammer. He was lying about it or he was hiding it or anyway. No, that he's not hiding it. So Uh George Santos, 
You can hear Blue's food. That's she eating early. Is this how early you change your time? She, yeah, she eats at 11 now. Anyway, <laughs> George Santos has announced that he's not seeking re-election next year. George following crazy. The, <laughs> listen to this shit. Following the ethics committee. So they actually have a real ethics committee for the House. They have the ethics committee basically did an investigation into the campaign fraud and the misuse of his funds, the mishandling of his funds. They found that funds, campaign funds were paid to, were used to, what is that? What thing? is that? I don't know it's what the that man is. If you're on Patreon, us. it's very weird, what but is something's that? happening on Patreon. Anyway, um, he used campaign funds to pay down his personal credit card bills along with other debt. They confirming that buy <laughs> stuff from I ain't getting no thumbs up, so it's racist over here. I don't know why they, they don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Come on, to pay down credit card bills and other debt, or to buy stuff from Hermes, Ferragamo, to go on casino trips, OnlyFans account purchases, Sephora, and Botox. <laughs> so now, what's happening is that there's many. Republican senators who are like, or no, he's the house. So there's many Republican representatives saying like, yo, I am not going to be be, go, be able to go back to my base and say that I didn't demand that this dude be recused and leave office. And so now they're facing this thing where they're like, should we kick him out? If we do, our majority in the house is even slimmer. Then you only have like three mm. people. So if you, how are you going to get shit passed? So they're dealing with this quandary of like, yo, if we kick him out, then we're, we're a little bit fucked in terms of getting our agenda pushed. But also how do I go home and explain to these people? Yeah, we had to keep a whole scammer in here and a liar. Obstacles and challenges of humanity. Baby. So this is what I'm saying. This is the type of thing. She, sis told us to be informed call your representatives tell them you can't come back here without no fucking answers mm -hmm. okay you're not gonna have a job i i put you in the position that you're in and i think that so many of them are so comfy because we're so complicit mm -hmm. it's really those local elections that matter so much moving right along child war narratives all right, now we now we moving over. We shifting gears to the Middle East and Palestine and Israel, or what they like to call the war with Hamas and Israel, and they just forget the Palestinian Palestinian people altogether. But the Al Shifa Hospital has run out of power. Um, as of Monday, I believe that was the twelfth, six premature babies have died based off the fact that they cannot keep them in their like incubation and keep them warm. By the time this comes out, probably more. With that said, Israeli forces raided the hospital. They called them to let them know we're coming in there. And they raided the hospital because they believe that underneath the hospital is Hamas's headquarters. Hamas has now, due to the due to the treatment of the hospital, has they have stopped all hostage negotiation talks. They are refusing to release any more hostages due to the situation at the hospitals and the bombings around the hospital. 
um, there's all this footage of babies in the NICU. They're being kept warm on like these makeshift beds and these huge green hospital gowns that are for adults. Like it's, it's awful, but there literally is no more fuel. Um, Israel, this is the narrative. They're saying the Hamas is blocking aid that they could provide the hospital and fuel that they could provide the hospital because they are, um, hiding behind the suffering of Palestinians, using them as human shields. And they won't just give up the headquarters at the hospital. They're also saying that because Hamas will not release hostages, that they're still, you know, they're going to keep going after them. Israel has offered 300 liters of fuel for the hospital. Palestinian hospital reps have said they need at least 10,000 liters Mm -hmm. and that 300 liters, 300 liters is nothing. Um, and they're just like, well, you're going to take what you're going to get and you're not going to get that until Hamas comes out. Israel is saying that there is no fighting at the hospital at all. There's not been any shootouts. Their, their understanding of what's going on at the hospital is not the same as many reports. Um, they are saying that the Palestinians that are using the hospital as a safe place to hide, that they can evacuate. But when they, when these representatives of the Israeli government are questioned of, well, where do they, where should they go? There's no place to with for them to go. I literally watched a Israeli military rep say, and I quote, when there's a will, there's a way, meaning they got to figure it out. Now, babies in the NICU cannot evacuate a hospital <laughs> to be very clear. There's no way to do that. They, they're premature babies that need to be in the fucking NICU. Israel has also released video footage of weapons stored in the hospital along with other artillery. What? Yeah. Believed to be um, Hamas weaponry, right? And they're like, listen, look what we uncovered. We're in the MRI machine. We open that up. There's weapons in here. We open up this storage closet and there's boxes of guns, of artillery. And they're like, none of this has any business being in a hospital. I have another clip. Should I play it? Okay. Here. As a collection of Hamas weaponry, equipment, and materials. We have not been able to independently verify the veracity of these claims. It seems... Given the size of the complex, a whole city block, it will take time for the Israeli army to investigate. And this, presumably, is what they're looking for. Two weeks ago, the IDF released a map of the site, which highlighted what they said was Hamas military infrastructure. The IDF said sections of an underground complex were situated beside both outpatients' clinics, also under the emergency department, the surgery department, and the internal medicine block. A representative of Hamas, proscribed as a terrorist group by the UK, denied these claims today. All those weapons were not in Shifa. There is no no center or control room for Hamas in this hospital. Speaking from Beirut, also ridiculed a 3D simulation presented by the IDF last month. At the time, the Israeli army said this wasn't a direct representation, but illustrated how extensive Hamas's control center under the hospital is, according to the IDF. 
The Israeli army also said today that they'd found data in the hospital linked to hostages taken on the 7th of October. So these are the two narratives that you have, that Hamas has this huge headquarters underneath this hospital, that they're finding information to back this up. This has not, again, been independently verified by anyone else because no one else can get into the hospital. Um, And so that brings, you know, criticism of Hamas, obviously, that, you know, I I heard some interesting, and, and that clip was from Channel 4, but I heard some criticism on Channel 4 that was interesting where they were talking about how, you know, Hamas, it is believed that Hamas was planning the attack on October 7th for two years. And in that two years, they never made any effort to build any bomb shelters or prepare Gaza for a war to protect Palestinians for a war that they knew would come after that attack attack. And some people believe that this is Hamas's strategy, that the more civilian Palestinian deaths and casualties that are caused by the Israeli government, the more support Palestine and Palestinians will receive globally. Um, All this to say another Israeli hostage was killed. The body of, I don't know how to say this woman's name, her first name, but Miss Weiss. She was abducted by Hamas October 7th. It was recovered by the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF, from a building near the Shifa Hospital in the Gaza Strip. Her husband was killed that day as well. Conflicting narratives, what do you do with that? What does anyone do with that? They're literally telling two different stories, and CNN at this point just feels like they're on the Israeli government's payroll. So you watch our local news, and it's not like you're getting both, at least Channel 4 is reporting both sides of the narrative, getting one narrative most places here in America. And how do we stop? Where does it stop? I mean, I think the troubling thing is that there's just, again, it's not any care for the thousands of people that are being killed. It doesn't matter. What the fuck? It doesn't matter. Stop. Stop. But it's this, it's this, um, and I agree with you. Can I ask you a question? mm Mm-hmm. What do you say to the Israeli people who are saying, if we stop, then then they can kill us and they'll kill the hostages and that we allow them to organize and attack us again? I agree with ceasefire, but what do, what, what is the rebuttal there? I don't, because I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't think that, the by continuing to um traumatize and radicalize this is you're radicalizing people you're building yeah more people that support hamas this is you yeah. you think this is bad you yeah. are you out of your mind this is going to be for this is going to be forever the way that that um in this in this name of self defense 
Um, but this is just basic humanity. This is basic war law. This is basic like you don't yeah. bring a gun to a knife fight. This is basically like this is this is how we fight. This is the standard. Yeah, international laws prohibit attacks on you know? any medical facility unless you have information that without a shadow of a doubt, you know that your target is in which, there, which, which I think is a very interesting. Which could be, you know, which again is subject to just these the storytelling. Mm-hmm. The storytelling. Again, I, I think so much is muddied by... Um, muddied by what is the original cause of all of this you know and i i I feel like a lot of when i hear a lot of um israeli folks defending the actions of their government it is all about their defense it's all about never again it's all about the uh protecting themselves from Hamas and Hamas being this, this, you know, dangerous force that needs to be snuffed mm-hmm. out. But it never, it does, it's not going back to like the, why is Hamas there? You know what yeah. I mean? It's like trying to put a bandaid over Hamas a is there saying never again. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. And I'm not in any Hamas way saying is doing the I same thing too. Yeah. Right. It's just like they're both of these. <sighs> And Hamas I just is don't know. yeah. I don't. I don't. Um. I don't. What's the end? I don't. I don't know. know. But um, the end is the, the that these people are going to be wiped out of Gaza in particular. Gaza is going to be flattened, and the people are going to be. You know, it's going to be completely decimated. I hope not. Um. Or, and, and we're only talking about Gaza. Shit is going down in the West Bank as yeah, well. It's just like, yeah, just illegal shit. This terrible shit is unimaginable. All before our eyes. Yeah. Mm, I don't know, girl. Something to think about. I just want people to think about narratives, especially as we continue to consume media, continue to consume news. It's the narrative. We talk about it all the time here, but the narrative is so important. And the source is so important. And the money that funds that source is so important. And so it's interesting when you're met with two completely different narratives and you're like trying to find diplomacy there. It's like, how the fuck do you do it? Um, Can't get into these. Can't get into these um, topics. But I do want them to be on folks radar. So I'm going to. Um, mention them. The federal case against Brett Hankinson, the officer who killed Breonna Taylor, was declared a mistrial today. Fucking mistrial. Also, Nathan Woodyard was found not guilty by a Colorado jury Monday on all charges related to the death of Elijah McClain. If you don't remember who Elijah was, he was the unarmed 23-year-old who died after he was wrestled to the ground by police and injected with ketamine by paramedics in 2019. He was a violin player. Um, And also Van Jones showed up at a pro-Israel rally and was booed for in the most clumsy way, attempting to humanize Palestinians while also supporting Israel. It's just so Van. 
look that stuff up. I saw some people like, oh, I'm so proud of him. And I was like, I'm not. But we don't have time here to get all the way into it. But those things should be on your radar. And also the Trump trial. Pay attention to that as well. Trials. (laughs) But the one with his kids are real interesting. Hunter is also getting in more trouble. Hunter, Hunter. <sighs> So much. Moving right along. Pop culture, girl. I'm sick of talking. Some This was so troubling and horrific to read. I'm not done reading. I read the New York Times article in full. I'm not done reading the actual like lawsuit. You read the lawsuit? It's available for people to read? Oh, yeah. It's public. 35 pages. Cassie is suing Diddy, Sean Combs. And the overview is that basically she's saying not long after she met him in 2005, she was 19. I believe he was 37. They began, he began a pattern of control and abuse that included um, giving her drugs, beating her, forcing her to have sex with a succession of male prostitutes. While he filmed the encounters and in 2018, the suit says near the end of the relationship, Sean Combs Puffy forced his way into her home and raped her. I'm going to go through some of these allegations because they are horrible. Um, it says that, you know, she says she got swipe, swept up in his lifestyle and um, then he began abusing her. He controlled every aspect from her of her life, from her finances to her career to even her medical affairs. According to the suit, results from an MRI scan that she had for memory loss, possibly caused by drug use or by the beating that she suffered from him, that MRI result went directly to him, that he had physically assaulted her multiple times and then showered her with gifts after, and constantly reminded her of his ability to cause her serious harm, whether it be to her reputation or physically. Physically, one of the ways that he manipulated her and intimidated her was by forcing her to carry his gun around and by blowing up the car of a musician kid cuddy who was interested in her at the time it says that he gave her copious amounts of drugs including ecstasy ketamine and urged her to take them um and he would often become violent with her um she feared that if she left him that he would hurt her more one incident in los angeles says that he became enraged when he saw Cassie talking to another talent agent. He pushed her into a vehicle, kicked her repeatedly in the face, making her bleed, then threw her up in a hospital room to recuperate for a week. And when she asked to go home to her parents, he refused. She said that he would isolate her from her entire support network. Um, he also grew angry in 2012 because there were times when they would break up and she would get away and he, he would send his like cronies to come find her or manipulate her or harass her and that she had grown close with Kid Cudi. And he said that he would blow up the rapper's car. And around that time, the suit says that Kid Cudi's car exploded in his driveway and through a spokesperson, Kid Cudi confirmed the account and said, this is all true. The voyeurism shit is awful. I'm going to read it. Uh, he coerced her to engaging 
in a fantasy of his where she was directed to have sex with a succession of male prostitutes. Puff would watch and masturbate, take videos and pictures. While this happened, he called these encounters freak-offs, which involved costumes like masquerades and masks. Um, they, this continued for years, taking place in high-end hotels all across the United States. Um, and he would actually have Cassie search websites of escort service to choose the male workers. During the freak-off in Los, An- Los Angeles Hotel in 2006, Puff was intoxicated and punched Cassie in the face, giving her a black eye. He mm-hmm. fell asleep. She tried to leave the room. But then he woke up, he followed her into the hallway where he threw a glass vase at her, shattering glass throughout the corridor. The hotel security cameras captured the incident, but the Sioux says Puff paid the hotel $50,000 for the footage. Drugs were supplied at all of these events. He also saved the videos and forced her to watch them. I don't even want to keep reading this shit if I'm being completely honest. It's just gross. It just keeps getting worse. But the um the 2018 thing is really upsetting that he they met for dinner and he forced himself into her apartment and raped her after she repeatedly said no and tried to push him away. After that, that was when she said she left him for good. Um the suit accuses Puff of sexual battery, sexual assault. Human trafficking. Um, be- mean sex trafficking. Human trafficking because sex trafficking because this happened in multiple states. It's it's very important to also note that Cassie's doing this now because the sexual assault, um, the uh, excuse me, the Adult Survivors Act, which is a New York City, it's a New York law that allows people who say they were victims of sexual abuse to file civil suits after the statute of limitations has expired. So you can basically it's saying fuck the statute of limitations. You can still file civil suits. Um, and, and this law is about to end. And so she got ahead of it. Um, this is her quote with the, with the expiration of the New York's of New York's adult survivors act fast approaching. It became clear that this was an opportunity to speak up about the trauma I've experienced and that I have been recovering from for the, that I will be recovering from for the rest of my life. These are all accusations at this time. Diddy's response through a lawyer was Mr. Combs vehemently denies these offensive and outrageous allegations for the past six months. Miss Combs has been subjected, excuse me, Mr. Combs has been subjected to Miss Ventura's, that's Cassie's last name, persistent demand of $30 million. Under the threat of writing a damaging book about their relationship, which was unequivocally rejected as blackmail, as blatant blackmail, despite withdrawing her initial threat, Miss Ventura has now resorted to filing a lawsuit riddled with baseless and outrageous lies aiming to tarnish Mr. Combs's reputation and seeking a payday. Now, Cassie's lawyer responded to that and said Mr. Combs ordered Miss Ventura Excuse me, I can't read today. Mr. Combs offered Miss Ventura eight figures to silence her and prevent the filing of this lawsuit. She rejected his efforts. Thoughts? Ooh, thoughts. What? 
I have some. Um, I'm let you go. I'm not surprised. I mean, this is the this is awful. There was I don't remember the account, but somebody publicly was talking about Cassie and Diddy and I think it was a woman and she was saying that she was out with them and Diddy saw somebody with shaved hair on the side and mm-hmm. turned to Cassie and was like you going to get that or like you should do that something she was re- trying to say in their interaction was like a power play was like this controlling you remember who that was? I thought it was a man. I remember I, it. Yeah, but that across. came out. So like, I'm not in any way um, surprised. I think there's been many rumors around Diddy's um, power plays and his somewhat sadistic. He, he, the man don't got a good reputation. Um, what a courageous... Uh, if this is all true, what a courageous, um, act for her. And I just been thinking about, you know, how, because it's happened so long ago, how the vindication or justice happens to be monetary, but also it's like his reputation, like it's very important that this is public in a way. It's terrible, it's awful, but how important it is that it's made public. More, impor- more importantly than the money that she Why? receives. Um, because I think, I think reputation is everything. Like, you know, his business is so involved with his reputation, his... um power is so involved with his reputation and mm-hmm. we've we've watched so many men be deflated rightfully so and to be um publicly held accountable and to lose you end up they end up losing and did he deserves to lose if this is true yeah and I, and what a sorry what a sick being for him to be talking this love stuff yeah and for her to see this and to hold this in for so many people who know him and that's a lot of like so many people know him so many people Mm -hmm. know what happened so many people know Mm -hmm. all the things that happened because this ain't he she's probably not the only uh, who's gonna come out now like the the floodgates may open or not, but who knows what is going to come out from this. And who knows who, who's been knowing. So many people have been knowing. So many people, I don't know. It just, I just, I hate it, but I also love when the, when the, we get a peek behind the, we get a peek behind the veil and just realize these reminders that so much of what we think is real and is important and, and is, power is is attached to some things we can't even imagine some dark stuff yeah i i i immediately thought about diddy reassigning all of the music publishing rights to like his old bad boy artists not that long ago but it was contingent on them signing a new nda 
So it's like if he he wanted to if he knew this was coming and he was fighting this while he's doing this whole love thing and he's got his lawyers probably threatening oh. her and this and that. He's like, let me get ahead of this shit so she cannot cooperate this with anybody else. And it's interesting that Audrey O'Day was someone who's been outspoken and she's not your ideal witness by any means, but she's someone who's been outspoken about like, you know, Puff is fucked up and his day is coming because my ears are to the ground and y'all don't know what's coming, but it's coming. And like all of this, she was in Danity Kane. She was the the main white girl in it. The main white girl. Mm-hmm. Don Richardson or Don Richard, not Richardson. Don Richard from Danity Kane, the girl who was saying, um, she tweeted that she was praying for Cassie's healing, and I think that speaks volumes. She didn't say shit about Puff. She said, "I I hope Cassie and her family." She says, "I've been trying to tell y'all about Diddy." Mm-hmm. So I think one, it makes me think about the statue of limitations, which I just don't believe they should exist. He should be. He should. This should not just be a civil suit. Like if he did this, there should not be a time in which he should not have to have accountability for it, not just financially and with reputation. If he did this, he needs to serve fucking time. Mm, word. And, yeah. and, and I have such an issue with survivors of sexual assault, obviously it's personal for me, but there should never be a time where I finally speak up and say what the fuck happened to me. And you tell me, sorry, that was so long ago. And, and, and I think it's put into place because they give people this idea around the statue of limitations that they could have changed, but it's only around like, you really sexual only hear about it when it comes to sexual assault. Interesting. Yeah. It's not, and so it's, it's not like, like murder. I don't know. I don't think so. I think if you murder somebody, you murder somebody. You get you have to look that up while we talking. But that really bothers me so much. The age gap is glaring to me. It's glaring. I think about somebody that I was involved with and they had the if they would have had the power that Puff had the money and the influence, I wouldn't put it past him to have had a whole harem of women being exploited and manipulated like this. And I was, there was a huge age gap and discrepancy between the two of us, a huge power discrepancy. And it makes me so fucking angry and it makes me so sad. It just makes me so fucking sad for her. I'm worried about Carisha, if I'm being honest. We all like, Carisha winning. She getting what she want. Worried about her. I'm so fucking sad for Kim Porter. Because, like, imagine. Imagine. She never escaped him. Who knows? And those kids. She never escaped him. And those kids. That's next. I said, I'm horrified. I'm horrified for for Cassie, for that this was her experience. Again, if it's true, I'm horrified for his children. <laughs> and he's responsible for all of Kim's kids as well. She's gone. That's all they have. You talking about narratives. You know how confused those fucking kids probably are right now. The but, shit they've probably seen too. Yeah, I'm worried about seen. Usher. He was Usher's legal guardian when Usher did his first album. 
And you know what? What they, the fuck did Usher stories? see? Yeah, just uh, not just Justin Bieber has yeah. has alluded to weird shit. Really? Going yes, Justin Bieber has, he's cried. He cried about Billie Eilish once, saying, "I hope the things that happen to me don't happen to her." Mm. It's just that world is fucking weird. He's dark, and I'm Diddy is it's dark. D- it can be if you don't and and. I'm really, I, I'm not, I can't say it. I'll say it to you offline, but I respect people who recognize those worlds and are like, I'm going to go ahead. I'm in it, but I ain't really in it. And I'm keep, I'm keeping my peace over here and it might impact my career and it might impact my popularity and I might not be the most famous or the most whatever, but my shit is intact. I'm protected. My soul is intact, child. My soul is intact. You know, I, I'm, and I'm angry. Like you said, I'm angry with everyone who is complicit because he has a whole network of people who do his dirty work. And all them, dude, don't they? That maybe not. I don't know. It's ain't no way in hell. I'm talking about people who his henchmen. Oh, Jay Z ain't his henchmen. All of them. Weirdo. Just weirdo. Weird shit. All like what? And he's not the only one that's being sued in this. They're in, in, implicated in this as well. But I, I, I second your, your thoughts around her courage. This is a fucking billionaire with it's so much power. It's a whole industry she's, she's going up against in a way. And she's revealing stuff mm-hmm. about herself mm-hmm. that she had sex with male prostitutes, mm-hmm. a whole entourage of him while he watched and, mm-hmm. and and she this is from 19 to when 19. they met when she was 19 i think they started they started dealing with each other when she was 21 i was reading the lawsuit and it's like she was she had a boyfriend when they when she first got there he didn't like that like he kissed her on her 21st birthday forcibly she ran out crying and she just was like i can't not i can't tell him no He's the head of my fucking record label. I'm and again, uh, all the people that have endured this something a, a, a smidgen girl. of J Lo. Who knows? Who knows, child? But the Kim Porter in particular is is really I know personal stuff about her that, and she was she was also groomed by him. But I, I know people who know her or who knew her rather. And they, they would say just how fucking just what a what what a never anything physical, but just a, emotional and mental abuse that he inflicted on her. And then sits there and talks about love. Ooh, that's a dangerous, despicable. Named himself love. Da- that is a scary human being that's that's you are a sociopath bro if this is it for real and and like i i i don't understand that world and how you are just so disassociated with reality in a way yeah. we're like yeah it's your world do you crazy. believe this yeah he does huh yeah. so maybe it's not socio he might believe it oh and like, listen, if you want to have your fuck, what is it called? What do you call it? Your fuck offs and your freak offs and all that. Fine. But you can't be doing that with someone who's 
who you're manipulating into that. Everybody has to be willing participants. I'm not shaming that lifestyle. Fine. But not no fucking, not, not somebody beating her and then forcing her to watch the video back that she thought you deleted. What? Making her carry a gun around to, for, as a form of intimidation? Come on, bro. He, I hope he get everything he deserved. And, and I'm not usually like this, but I, I read that and I believed every fucking word she said. I know it's allegedly I don't want us to get sued, but I believe every fucking word she said. I wonder what's going to come out, child. I think that's, I think there's. I don't want to know nothing else. I really don't. I just want her to get whatever she need. And I want him to not be able to do it anymore. Mm, That part. Anyway, to much happier news. Woohoo! Tomorrow. And on a good note. It's actually in a half an hour. In a half an hour. God. You you talk. I've been talking Andre too much. Andre 3000 has given us a new album. It's not what we would expect from the king. It's no raps, no beats. He's playing his. No bars, no beats. He's playing his flute, y'all. Now, he didn't been playing his flute. He playing multiple flutes, gah. But it's going to be something very different from what we would expect from him. I haven't been able to see any of the interviews, but one little clip that I did see in which he is talking about how it feels inauthentic for him at this point in his life as an older person to rap. He don't have nothing to say. And um, this is this is coming from his soul right now. And I love that for him. And I also love the song titles. Which makes oh, me they're so- love They him. are the bars. They are the bars. Like more he, they- and more. Some, <laughs> it's song, like a thesis. Number one is, I swear I really want to make a rap album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time. Number two. The wind. Do you get it? It's a, it's a woodwind instrument. The slang it? word pussy rolls off the tongue with far better ease than the proper word vagina. Do you agree? That night in Hawaii when I turned into a panther and started making those low register purring tones that I couldn't control. Shit was wild. It's by ayahuasca. Bipolar disorder, bipolar disorder's daughter wears a 3,000 button down embroidered. 93 till infinity and Beyonce. Gandhi, Dalai Lama, your lord and savior, JC slash Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and John Wayne Gacy. Ants to you, gods to who? Dreams once buried beneath the dungeon floor solely sprout into undying gardens. Gemini's are Those crazy. are the bars. Those are the bars, bro. I really want you to listen to that NPR um, interview. It's long, but it's so I good. I love to listen to him. I will, when I get a moment, maybe when I'm setting up tomorrow, Please. I'll listen to it. Are you nervous There's another one. No, I, no, because I... I, so one in the NPR thing, he's talking about Pharaoh Sanders. He's talking about people that I watched at the jazz club I used to work at. They're like, I'm like, oh, you're in it, in it. He's talking about, you know, 
These people were the innovators. These people were like, we think that we are freestyling and we're so fucking rebellious. These people took classical music and started trading mm. bars literally back and forth and mm -hmm. doing improvisation. Mm -hmm. Like these were the cats. Mm -hmm. And I'm and he's talking about it where he's excited. He's talking about, you know, I wanted, I started playing this flute because it's, you know how people, it was something to pass the time. You know how people just will sit there and scroll on their phone. And I thought, well, what else could I do besides that? I'm pick up my flute. So when I ain't got shit to do and I got time to spare, I'm going to just start fucking Ooh. around on my flutes. And he has multiple flutes. And he's like, you know, I was at this retreat. I was doing this ayahuasca thing, this thing. And I heard these sounds and I was like, yo, I like the timber of that. I like that. I like this. It just seems so organic. He's 49, almost 50, salt and pepper, fine as hell. Let the man do what is calling him to do. I'm not nervous. People are not. No, we with it. People saying whatever it is. No, some, pe some people are saying it. I don't believe there's a lot of people that are clowning him too. Like, bro, are you like, people were like, Oh, we getting a three stacks album. And then I saw them saying like, you, you heard that it's an instrumental album, right? That is not bars. And it's like, I'm literally crying right now. What the <laughs> fuck, bro? So, like, I see that, too. I think some people are going to say that it's cool just because, like, Tyler, the creator, said, like, you don't even fucking know. Like, you people will say, who's your favorite rapper? And y'all are saying people that you don't even fucking know. You ain't never heard. But everybody's, you, you just know that's what you're supposed to say. And he's like, some people are just going to be like, yeah, so cool. Andre's so, like, what an artist. And you don't get it. And you don't like it. And you don't have to like it. And that's okay. And if I don't like it, that's okay. But I'm hyped to hear it. I've heard some little, he put out some little clips on like a little GQ oh, really? um, advertisement. And I was like, I'm loving this. I can, I, <laughs> I can so see myself high as shit in here. And just with the Sonos on, surround sound, sitting on his couch, vibing out. I want you to I love that. it. I love it. I'm, I love, I love that you're like, this is a lesson. You have this on the outline. This is a lesson on doing what you feel and what's in alignment with you versus what's expected of you and the freedom that he has as an artist to explore that. I'm happy for him. I'm envious of it. Cause obviously if he was broke, he would need a rap album. Okay. Yeah. You feel me? Like, I mean, nigga, you would put these bars down real quick. Why, why okay? do you think that? Why, why, why is that not possible? Why can't you be in a line? Why? Why is that? Because capitalism. Because capitalism, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of artists. I won't say everyone, but there's a lot of artists who are like, I got to do what the fuck is about to sell. They I got bills. They make choice. Yeah, I guess so. They do. I think, they I do. think he has, uh, I think what has terrified him is that he has always done what he felt or has always been very creative and it gotten so much attention, not creative, but he's always done what he felt. You know what I mean? I don't think he, um, or he's been very scared of that trap of, I have to do this. I, I have, to, I'm going to make music because I have to do it. And he, I don't he think he, if you listen to the, I'm sorry, if you listen to the interviews, I, he doesn't sound scared of that at all. No, that's he what sounds I'm saying. completely at. Well, well, he stopped. He, he, he refuses. He, he literally refuses to 
make music it's not even it's not a thought like it's not he it's not not even a fear of his because it's not even a thought he's like no i just gotta do what comes up in me and and that's what's so incredible is like the guy was asking like well you know are you nervous about this and he was like nah like i'm more nervous to have to try to do something that don't feel right like i could get in the booth i could spit some bars but i'm like this shit ain't really flowing. Like I realize I hear the age in me when I'm rapping where it's like, you know, my flow, my, the beats that I'm choosing, the, like it, I guess that's what I'm saying is that I, I, I think that is the greatest lesson in that. I don't know if the, the pressure of money, I don't know if it's just a circumstance for him versus that's just the way that's his way of being. And if that's not, and there's many people, that may have that way of being as well. It you helps know? that he got some bread. I don't I don't know if that's so easily your way of being if you are a struggling artist and you know how to get yourself. You don't even have to be balling, but you know how to put some food on your table. Mm. You know what's expected of you. I love it for him though. I'm so excited to listen to it. I'll probably listen to it tonight like a geek right in the tub. And y'all better give it a fucking shot. Give it a try. Open your horizons. Take that edible. Think about that flute. I did tweet this on our account, but I need everybody to recognize what it takes to play a woodwind instrument. <laughs> the embouchure that you need. Shut up. The what things you that say? you have to, the embouchure. I like that word. I never heard it before in my life. and I love Oh, it. honey, look it up. The things that you need for your lips and your tongue in order to create those sounds, Andre is doing God's work. (laughs) Let me tell you something. When I heard that clip and I heard that little flute riff he did, I said, baby, (laughs) listen here. That's being controlled by his tongue and his tongue only. I can't do it. Andre 3000. Where is she at? Baby, listen. Where is she at? He's he he hopped on a Beyonce track. He hopped on a Beyonce track before Beyonce was even being scandalous and said, make it milk till it drip down your knees. And we loved it. Okay. Jay-Z allowed it. Okay. Control. To find out who this being is that is. Listen. Slapping cheeks with Andre. My mom was um JoJo's learning the violin. And my mom is staying on top of her about practice. That's my mom's, you know, job. She's she's taking it on. And she just she made a beautiful point. And I was like, Yes, that is it. She was like, I I don't know the word. She used a certain word, but she said Basically, she was like, you have to learn the notes and master the notes. So then afterwards, the soul and the feeling can come through. Then the emotion can come through. But you have to master the notes first before your soul can come through. And you can really have a a spirit. You can be free with it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, yes, that is it. What what is what is what is that for me? What can that be for me? Cause what, what's our flute? Yeah, what is your flute? What's your instrument? What is the thing that you wrestle with, and then you you come to a space of freedom of like, oh shit, 
this taking me to a whole other place, baby. I don't know. God yeah, damn it. What's your flute? But uh all right. Cool, cool, cool. See y'all. Ask on the yourself flip side. that. What's your flute? Good luck in finding it. Fuck Diddy. Shout out to Cassie. Free Palestine. Bong, bong, bong. Bye. Bye. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.